the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we delve into an alternate universe today on the Bruce Hooley Show, uh, one in which I don't live, maybe you don't live, but certainly Democrats live there. We will discuss, and we have not one, not two, but three guests booked on the program today. Tornado in Tip City last night, just north of Dayton, an area where I used to work. We'll talk to the city manager, Tim Eggleston. It was a nasty tornado. Tore roofs off houses, collapsed a warehouse. We'll find out if there were any injuries. It was during work at a warehouse, so Tim Eggleston will join us at 11.15. And then you might have heard yesterday that Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud is getting a $150,000 Bentley for being the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And you thought to yourself, well, that can't be right. And you are right. It isn't right. He's not getting a $150,000 Bentley. He's getting a $200,000 Mercedes. And we'll talk to the man from the luxury auto dealership in Canton, who is uh, the man behind this particular transaction that will allow C.J. Stroud to ride in style throughout the 2022 football season. And then we'll have our normal weekly visit at noon with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Matt's just back from the Netherlands. He did not come back with wooden shoes, but he did come back with uh, definite opinions about the difference between international air travel and domestic air travel, and in particular, the quality of air travel and boarding and uh, deplaning at John Glenn International Airport in Columbus. But let's start with the alternate universe in which we all live today. Tonight on primetime television, there will be congressional hearings for the January 6th Pick your noun. Riot, uprising, insurrection. Just don't call it a dust-up. Just don't you dare call it a dust-up. An NFL coach, Jack Del Rio, did that today and was uh, roundly, brutally criticized by the left for calling it a dust-up. Tonight it will be trending toward the, well, far left end of the spectrum. It will be an attempt to overthrow democracy. It will be uh, an insurrection, the greatest threat to democracy since the Civil War. Maybe a greater threat to the democracy than the Civil War. Because, I mean, after all, it delayed the certification of the election by what? Two, three hours? So that is one alternate universe in which we will live Today, The other alternate universe in which we will live today is one in which an assassination plot, can't really say it's an attempt, because 
Brett Kavanaugh's home was not broken into. The deranged individual that found Brett Kavanaugh's address online and took a cab or an Uber to his home at midnight, had a gun, a knife, and other criminal tools to burglarize, break into Brett Kavanaugh's house. Uh, That guy is being charged with attempted murder. And I don't recall in my lifetime anybody plotting or being found to have plotted to assassinate a Supreme Court justice. I mean, I watched the Pelican Brief years ago with Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington. Great movie about the assassination of, what was it, two or three Supreme Court justices or, you know, the death, murder, it was murder, by an evil guy who was trying to make sure that his particular agenda would be followed by the court. But this is real life. It's not a movie. It's not a John Grisham novel. I find it pretty significant. I find it a greater threat to democracy than what happened on January the 6th, 2020. But, you know, I live in the alternate universe called reality. And maybe you do as well. Because it's clearly now, as I sit here in my chair at uh, 1110 on June the 9th, 2022, I have dramatically overvalued the news value of a plot to murder a Supreme Court justice. Because I look at the New York Times website and it's the 15th story listed. A physical copy of the New York Times has the plot to assassinate, murder Brett Kavanaugh on page A20. A20, the New York Times, the paper of record, A20. And in situations like this, when something consequential happens or something you perceive to be consequential happening, there's always a race among people who cover the story, whether it's a sports story, an entertainment story, a political story, a crime story, whatever the kind of story is, the people who cover it, the first thing they think of is, who is the most authoritative person that I can get to who has intimate knowledge of this particular item or whose opinion on this particular matter would resonate with the most people? And if I'm a Reporter yesterday that covers national news events. The person whose opinion I would like to hear from on the very day that someone is arrested in the vicinity, having taken a cab to Brett Kavanaugh's house, who openly admits he went there to try to murder Brett Kavanaugh because the murderer was mad about the draft opinion overruling Roe versus Wade? Well, the one person that I would want to get, if I could get him, I mean, I'd set my sights high, I'd I'd shoot for the top, probably wouldn't get him, but I definitely would try to get him, would be the President of the United States. Well, what do you know? Jimmy Kimmel, you win the Breaking News Moment Award. Good luck to you, Jimmy Kimmel. You have the President coming on your show last night. The very day that Brett Kavanaugh is fortunate that this idiot was seen by U.S. Marshals before he tried to break into the home, before he could kill Kavanaugh or any of Kavanaugh's family. 
There's Joe Biden sitting on the chair next to you. And you, Jimmy Kimmel, have him for 24 minutes of TV time and never once ask him about Brett Kavanaugh. Now, I know you're saying, well, Jimmy Kimmel's not a hard news guy, Bruce, and you're a hard news guy, and you're a truth guy, and Kimmel's an entertainer. Okay? Okay? All true? If Jimmy Kimmel had asked Joe Biden about Brett Kavanaugh and got a comment from Joe Biden about Brett Kavanaugh, would that not have been to the advantage, the promotional advantage, the commercial advantage, the news value advantage, the must-see TV advantage of Jimmy Kimmel Live? Would that clip of Biden presumably saying, well, that's deplorable, we're not going to put up with that, we certainly don't, you know, we, we may disagree with the court, but of course, Biden, he might say anything. You never know what he might say. Maybe Kimmel, because he's a bootlick, decided he better not ask Joe Biden about Brett Kavanaugh because Biden might say something incredibly stupid. Although it's not like avoiding the topic kept Joe Biden from saying something incredibly stupid last night. He talked about, (laughs) I mean, I guess Joe Biden has not watched television in, uh, what, like two, three decades? Here's the comment he made to Jimmy Kimmel last night about what Joe Biden, now granted, we all think Joe Biden is sitting in the White House eating tapioca and watching Mannix, Beretta, and maybe Knight Rider, the newest show he's seen. So I shouldn't be surprised that this is what Joe Biden thinks American television is these days. You got to make sure that this becomes a voting issue. No, wrong cut, Joe. Come on. Talk about what I want you to talk about. TV. What's going on TV these days, Joe? You turn on the, no, I'm serious. Right, there's something to that. Yeah. No, but I'm serious. You turn on the TV. Look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from increase the the, the access to education, health care. When's the last time you saw a biracial couple on TV, Joe Biden asked? Oh, I don't know. This morning? Pretty much any time I turn on the TV? Here's a question, Joe Biden. When's the last time you saw a Caucasian couple on TV. And I sound like an episode of Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But what is he talking about? Oh, when's the last time you saw a biracial couple on TV? This generation's going to change all that. You're a generation behind, old man. It's already been changed. You see gay couples on TV, men and men, women and women, black and white, Asian and white, Asian and black. Like... Get off TV land and get in touch with the country that you are supposed to be, you know, the president of. No time to ask about the Kavanaugh assassination. Oh, we'll have more. But next we talk to Tim Eggleston, the city manager in Tip City, about that tornado last night. I don't know if there's a prize for this. I don't think there is. Maybe a book of the month or something. 
But our new audience in Dayton, in the Dayton area, the signal at 94.5, the answer in Dayton extends up I-75 through my old stomping grounds. I used to work in Troy, Ohio. In fact, a few weeks ago, I was over in Troy, Ohio, and I went right past the Meyer Distribution Center that today is decidedly not in the same condition it was that day. got hit by a tornado last night, so... The prize, if there is one, goes to Tim Eggleston, the city manager of Tip City, Ohio, who is the first Dayton area-based guest on the program since we've expanded the show into the Dayton market on 94.5 The Answer. So, Tim, thanks for joining us today, and uh, I hope everybody in Tip City, all the uh, Tip City Red Devils, are safe today. Uh, Yes, they are. Good. Um, No injuries from last night's tornado, because when I'm looking online at the pictures, uh, it looks pretty nasty. Uh, no, we uh, were. Meyer was lucky. Uh, they do train for these types of events. So when the uh, notice came out that there was severe weather, possibly tornado, they had taken refuge inside the facility. Um, so uh, they were very fortunate. The area that got damaged was really more storage for dry goods than the production area. So that also uh, was a blessing. That's good. Tim Eggleston, city manager, Tip City, Ohio. Tip's about 15, 20 miles north of Dayton, right along I-75. Beautiful community. Uh, Tim, you also had some homes in the area damaged. Am I correct on that? Yes, it was just mostly uh, roof damage, some siding. Uh, Thank goodness none of the uh, homes were destroyed. Um, So it was very minor overall fences that had uh, been uh, torn up. So uh, we were very grateful uh, that uh, nothing happened that uh, was any more severe than that how about power you guys all have power today did you lose power last night uh yes along uh, the the Custer coal bills the windermere subdivision part of it had lost power uh they restored that at uh by one o'clock in the morning um we have since found another pole that's broke but we think we can probably do that while the, the feed's live um, some of the businesses across the east side of I-75 industrial buildings, uh, we had uh, some wires down that we've fixed now, and uh, hopefully most of them are back uh, up and running. Tip, Tim Eggleston is our guest. He's the city manager of Tip City, Ohio. It's located between Troy and Dayton along I-75. And, uh, I mean, I've been amazed in my last couple of years. I've been over there a lot, Tim, how much the community has grown uh, really an amazing community there. What's your What are your duties today going to entail? A National Weather Service coming in? They want to examine the damage, right, to gauge what kind of tornado, what kind of rating to put on this tornado? Uh, yeah, we haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, like you said, uh, really the the only damage was uh, to some of the industrial buildings. Uh, again, the homes were very minor. Um, so it's, uh, again, most of them are going to be up and running again. Um, my hope is that they don't have any supply chain issues and getting materials to get mm. the coverings back on the facilities and, uh, making sure they're weather tight. Well, uh, definitely a good concern to have. I'm sure you're on it over there. I appreciate very much you taking the time to join us today and I wish you well with the rest of your day. Oh, thank you very much. There you go. Tim Eggleston, the city manager, Tip City, Ohio. Uh, it is a beautiful community, and so we're glad everybody is safe there. Of course, anytime, uh, if you're of my era and you hear tornado, you immediately think of Xenia and the tornadoes there that just leveled uh, a portion of that city. 
in the early 1970s. I vividly remember coming home from school uh, in April, um, sitting in front of the television and watching uh, WHIO, I think it was, the uh, Channel 7 affiliate, CBS affiliate in uh, Dayton. And shortly after 4 p.m., oh, man, the damage, the deaths, the property toll was amazing. So glad everybody is safe in uh, Tip City, Ohio, and in Miami County. Now, Joe Biden is in Los Angeles to host the meeting of some egghead organization, uh, something of the Americas, okay? Mexico is not coming. The biggest migrant caravan ever is proceeding through Mexico on its way to the southern border. Joe Biden is in L.A. He's being, think of this now. America is hosting. And we say that Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua can't come because of human rights violation. So Mexico says, well, if those three can't come, we're not coming. Since when does Mexico dictate to us? Well, I mean, they've been letting people cross our border for far too long. Well, what, a year and a half since Biden took office. And so Joe Biden goes to the West Coast. He doesn't meet with the White House press corps. He doesn't talk about Brett Kavanaugh, the assassination plot on Brett Kavanaugh. He's not talking about the migrant caravan coming. I don't think I've seen Biden quoted on that. He's not talking about the inflation numbers, which are coming out tomorrow. What are they going to be, higher, lower? No, he's got time, though, to sit down with Jimmy Kimmel. Now, here's the problem. I understand why the White House does this, because we remember the one, I think he did only one, press conference where he wasn't out to make a speech and then he might take a few questions before he walks away, before before Jen Psaki and now little Corinne Jean-Pierre will get the shepherd's crook and get it around Joe's neck and pull him off stage before he says something really stupid which is any time he opens his mouth. Either he's going to lie or he's going to say something stupid. Those are your choices if you're in the White House comms team. (laughs) Because the man is incapable of telling the truth, and he's been incapable of telling the truth for a long, 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 long time. He is the epitome of what's wrong with our political system. But he goes to L.A. He's not going to talk to the press, but he's going to go on Kimmel, okay? So the problem with Biden going on Kimmel, I get the rationale for it. It is, well, we put him on with Kimmel. Kimmel's not going to ask him anything hard. He's not going to ask him anything about the migrants. He's not going to ask him anything about Kavanaugh. But then Biden gets comfortable. And Biden starts saying really stupid things like this about high-capacity magazines in weapons. you got to make sure that this becomes a voting issue. It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue of senator or candidate for House or Senate on what we're going to do on us with assault weapons and how have to have, maybe they'll have 300 rounds in them. 300 rounds. 300 rounds in one magazine? Uh, you're not allowed to have a Gatling gun, okay, Joe? You're not allowed to have a submachine gun. <laughs> what a moron this guy is. Okay, why would you give a $200,000 Mercedes to a quarterback? We'll find out next. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.